to thank the Lankies for rushing their departure ahead of plan because they had to leave behind two unfinished warships that are unlike anything any fleet has ever put into space. Two heavy battleships purpose-built for only one job, to close with lanky seed ships and destroy them. We spent the last year finishing those battleships and pressing them into service with the hull paint still wet. The Sino-Russians, pragmatic sons of bitches, came up with their own lanky hammer, orbitally launched anti-ship missiles, monstrous things with 10,000-ton warheads made from a mixture of ice and wood pulp, driven to fractional sea velocities in mere minutes via nuclear pulse propulsion. After making new friends on the other side of the fence last year, I am deeply convinced that it must have been a Russian who cooked up the idea of making a pointy block of ice the weight of a heavy cruiser, and then using nukes to propel the thing. It's crude, dirty, and ugly, but by God it works. Two more lanky ships showed up in the Earth-Luna space in one-month intervals a few months after the Battle of Earth, and the Russians blew both of them out of space with their new Orion missiles without any human losses. The Lankies stopped scouting out Earth then. Of course, using nuke propulsion kinetic weaponry capable of wiping out half a continent from Earth orbit was a massive Svalbard treaty violation. But that sort of thing was really low on everyone's priority lists when the Lankies showed up again. The Orion missiles, as effective as they are, have one major operational drawback. They're too big and heavy to be launched from a starship, so we can't take them through an Alcubierre node. They share that drawback with the new battleships, which don't have Alcubierre drives installed yet. So we finally have viable anti-ship weapons to use against lanky seed ships, but they're good only for orbital defense. Mars is still in lanky hands, and our colonies are still cut off by the lanky blockade. But we are working around the clock to find a way to take the fight to them for a change, to get revenge for our dead, to reclaim what's ours, and to kick them out of the solar system for good. And if we can chase them to whatever system they call home and wipe them out altogether, I wouldn't lose any sleep at night. Humanity's survival is still on the edge of a knife, but we're finally starting to pull on the same end of the rope together, and we are finally killing lankies in numbers. There's much work left to do, and I know we will lose more people and ships before it's all over. There is finally a glimmer of hope that the world isn't going to go to shit after all. Well, at least not any further. Chapter 1 Boot I'm not the kind of soldier who has an office. I'm a combat grunt by occupational specialty, a combat controller, a podhead among the first molecules on the very tip of the spear. But for the last six months, I have also been a platoon sergeant for a basic training platoon at North American Commonwealth Recruit Depot, Orem. And platoon sergeants get offices, so I have an office. It has a desk in it, and it's about twice as big as the biggest berth I've ever occupied on a warship— the first few weeks after I moved in, I felt like a complete fraud every time I walked in to see my name on the door. Platoon Sergeant S.F.C. Grayson. Platoon Sergeants are experienced non-coms, older men and women. 
Then I remind myself that I am 27, with almost seven years of service, over five of them as a non-commissioned officer. In the new NAC armed forces, made up of what's left after the Mars defeat, the Exodus, and the Battle of Earth, that makes me one of the old and experienced NCOs, and that's a scary fucking thought. There's a benefit to the office, though, when I can't sleep, which is most nights, I have a place to go and keep myself busy without having to stay in my quarters and have my brain dredge up unwanted memories from godforsaken places a few thousand kilometers or a few dozen light years away. Not even the good pharmaceuticals can eradicate that particular program in my head. I look up from my network terminal's holoscreen when I hear footsteps in the hallway outside. The clock on the wall shows 0414. It's over 45 minutes to Reveille and too early for someone else to be awake in this.